Hello and welcome to the Fabulous by Design podcast. I'm your host, Evie. I am excited you are listening today. This show inspires and empowers you to take the next step towards a life you can't stop thinking about. I am bringing in people from all over the world with authentic and inspiring stories. People who change their lives from good to better, from miserable to great, turned strategy into hope and became successful entrepreneurs and business owners, living their dream life on their own terms. Grab your favorite note-taking device, lean back and get inspired. I believe that everything you need to create the life of your dreams is already within you. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fabulous by Design podcast. Today, I am connecting all the way to North Carolina with Ron. Ron is a former Marine Corps, a residential construction leader, and today the founder of Builder.coms. So we will talk today everything it needs to unlock success. Hello, Ron. Thank you for being my guest today. Would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. It's great to be here. I'm Ron Newsbaum. I'm in North Carolina. I'm the founder of Buildercoms, and I am super excited about our conversation we're going to have today. Lovely. So let's go a couple of years back. I love taking back people to their past. Tell us, like, how did you start off initially, like founders, like a builder's com, excuse me, is something you started later in your career. What have you been doing before? Yeah, so I was a United States Marine, like you had said. Uh, it took me about 13 months to become that. When I originally walked in the Marine Corps recruiting office, they told me I would never be a Marine. Uh, I had a tattoo on the side of my neck. I spent the next 13 months getting that removed and became a United States Marine. From there, I ended up heading to Michigan because that's where my wife was from. And that's what led me into residential construction. And I spent over a decade in residential construction. I've done everything from digging the hose and running the jackhammer to leadership management, running the company. And uh, I got tired of building somebody else's dream uh, and doing all the shit that sucks on a daily basis. So uh that leads us here to builder comms. And I now help the residential construction space with communication. I built software that helps contractors and builders and homeowners communicate effectively and get all the pictures, all the documents, all the communication in one place and organized per project. And I absolutely love my life now. And during that time, I never really wanted to be in where it was called. So we sold everything as soon as I wasn't tied to brick and mortar and we moved to the ocean. And that's what led us to North Carolina. Uh, I actually live about 45 minutes away from where I was stationed when I was in the Marine Corps. Okay. So this is how dreams come true. Yeah. <laughs> so you said, you mentioned that you've been climbing a real corporate ladder, right? After you moved to Michigan, you started as a construction worker up to becoming a leader in your field. Was this something you planned? I, I always planned to be a leader. Like mm -hmm. I'm a continuous learner. I have a vision. Like my goal is never to just be the person that's there. Like I'm I'm just, I'm if I'm there, I'm there for a reason. And I'm there because I want to continue to grow or grow something. Like 
it doesn't make sense to me to just be standing there stagnant. I think people get caught up in that too much where it's just comfortable. And I had a chip on my shoulder because I had no construction experience prior and mm-hmm. everybody around me had construction management degrees. And here I was just this Marine with a high school diploma. Uh, so I I felt like I needed to learn five times, 10 times faster than everybody around me. And then at the same time, just showed the natural born leader that I am and just dominate the situations. And that's what led me to be able to continue to grow. Everywhere I've ever been, I've been able to grow through like that's just that's what i do and how you do that is having a vision and taking action and learning like you can shorten shorten the curve anywhere you're going if you're willing to just learn and observe the information yeah i like that i like what you're saying many people perceive the term vision if like so if we in, envision something if we envision our career our future our relationships our businesses that this is something rather spiritual that we need to sit and stare out on the horizon in you know uh potentially in a buddha pose in a lotus pose excuse me it's, and we envision our future how do you see visions and why are they so important in order to succeed, in your opinion? I think if you don't believe it can be real, it never can be. So, like, you have to have a clear understanding of that. Like, I've, I visualize standing here at my computer, out walking, laying in bed. I don't, like, I'm, I understand where I'm going and what I'm going to do. And I'm a true believer. Like, if, if you understand that and you can, like, I can feel it. Like one of my checkbox items is a Lambo and I can literally feel it and smell it. If I mm-hmm. close my eyes and think about it, it's that real because I know it, I have to be able to make it that real for it to ever be real. And I, th- I think people don't take it serious enough when you have stuff that you want or visions like on my vision board is a jet. Now, I haven't 100% figured out why I'm going to need a jet, but I do believe if God gives you a thought or a vision, like you have the capacity to do it. But what we do is we just like write it off like, oh, well, that would never be whatever. Like the universe is never wrong. We just have to figure out how to get there and what are the actions we need to take to get there. And I think that's where people like you. Like I said, I don't know why there's a jet on my vision board. I have a couple of hunches, like what I think I see like down the road for me. But if that has been put there by God in the universe, I better damn well be going after it because that's what my potential is. Like there's a reason why I need to get there. Mm-hmm. And it's not in any bad reasons or self-serving reasons. I There's a reason why I need to be in that position and we'll know when I get there. When I buy it, it'll all makes per- it'll make perfect sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense to me. And I think better you make a vision board, which I personally never do because I just don't like investing the time in it. And I am not this like I am not. I think I'm not very creative, so I don't like putting those pictures together. But not not even digital. Like, but I am. I can truly envision myself 
funny enough, where I want to be in 10 years, where when I used to work in the corporate world and someone has asked me, Vanna, where do you want to be in five years? I was like, yeah, I hope not here. (laughs) (laughs) But I did not have this vision because it was not my vision. And you mentioned that people don't take it serious enough. So people do not take their dreams and desires serious enough. So that means that we are constantly canceling on ourselves. What is your thought on this one? Why do we do that? Why? Where did that trust in ourselves go? Where did that trust in our dreams go? And why can't we, or why don't don't we dare to envision in the first place? I think we're afraid and we're comfortable. I mean, especially Mm -hmm. here in the United States, like people are comfortable. You have, I I got stuck in that for a few years where I say, you know, I was fat and happy. I had like, if you looked at everything from the outside, I lived on a lake. We had great life, did all this great stuff, made amazing money. And I was just complacent, but I was miserable. Like I wasn't really happy. It's just, this is what it looks like I w- when I was complacent and I was unhappy in that complacent. But what we do is we let ourselves be happy. We feed ourselves the lie. Like, I can't go chase that. Well, why not? Well, my wife, I have a family. I have all of this. So we can't be afraid of that. And here's, you know, one of the reasons I have a vision board, and this is, uh, kind of a side note when it comes to vision and having this stuff and something that's very important because I made this error multiple times is I'm married. And if I don't, I'm not somebody that's like, all t- like I don't necessarily sit around and talk about a lot of this stuff. And I would surprise my wife with stuff. Like she, it would come out of the blue and it would be like, well, what? Like I bought buying, buying, selling businesses, doing stuff, Or like, we need to go look at this property. And she's like, what are you talking about? And in my mind, this started five years ago. So I didn't do a very good job of like letting her know what that vision is. So now I strut like I, there's a property, a couple of different buildings. I would like to buy here. I've taken her there. The vision board's there. It's not just so I can see it every day. It's so my wife can see it. When I fly down to Florida to buy this Lambo or I go buy this jet it's not a surprise. It all, it all, it all makes sense to her because like she's looked at it just as much as I've looked at it every day she sees it. So like when that happens, I'm selling her on the dream. Like I sold her on the dream of coming and living by the ocean. Like when you have that family unit that we tend to use as an excuse, I think what we need to do, what I'd done is I get them on board. I cast mm-hmm. that vision. I'm like, this is where I want to be. Is it going to suck to get there? Absolutely. Entrepreneurship is one of the hardest things you will ever do, especially like a startup. I'm taking an ID to market and building a company around it. It is literally the hardest shit I've ever done in my entire life. And I was a United States Marine and I deployed to Iraq. This is hard. Mm-hmm. But you have to be able to have an end vision. Where are you heading? And you have to be able to sell. If you see, if you don't truly believe it, you can't sell somebody on it. So like my family can't be bought in on this 
if I don't truly believe it. So I had to get to the point where I believed it so ingrained in me that I could say, this is what we need to be doing. We, I, we, I have to go to create the software company. We need to move to North Carolina. Here's why. And just have that conviction. Instead of letting it be an excuse, let your family be a catalyst to mm-hmm. it. Like I a, love what you're get, saying. Get them excited about what you want to go do because it involves them. Like Mm -hmm. this company is nothing without my wife beside me. Like we, this is what we do now. And you just have to be honest that, Hey, things are going to suck. It's not going to be as, we're going to leave comfort because there's a greater good that can come from not being in that comfort zone of that job. Yeah, I get that. And I love what you said that let your family be your catalyst. There are so many excuses we find. And funny enough, they come instantly. So we've got that business idea. We got some, you know, some some hints, some sparks, and we get that excitement. And in that very same moment, instead of getting all those hints on, all right, let's look at strategy. How we how are we gonna execute? How are we gonna do this in order to get there? What comes first is why we can't. And I call this setting yourself up for success. And setting your up yourself up for success also means get the people on board who are closest to you and who will need one way or the other to become your biggest supporter. And it's definitely, and I love you mentioned it, you pointed it out, it's definitely not you against the whole world sitting in a corner alone and just, you know, popping up when success happens, right? Because the road to success is where we need that support and where we need that setup in order to not to give up, to, you know, to just be supported and things don't go the way, you know, when they, there's always something that goes astray. We get tired eventually and you just might want to have someone who will be listening to you and who will be as well supporting you being like, you know what, tomorrow is a new day and we're going to have that Lamborghini. (laughs) I want you to drive in this Lamborghini and somebody who truly believes in you, no matter if they understand or don't understand what we are doing, because I also see a difference there that family can't always understand what we are going through. However, it is nice to have that support and those clapping hands around you. When you said that, we now spoke about that vision, right? How you envisioned your future and how this actually became true. But I don't think it stops with envisioning. I think we need to take actions on our dreams. And I think this is as well a, not the easiest part to do. How did you go about when you had that idea of starting your own company, BuilderCons? So I I like to refer to this as actionable tenacity is what has gotten me to today. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's what got me into the Marine Corps. So and why I say that is like action by itself would not always create the success you want. And just having tenacity does it. Like I spoke with a guy, it's, you know, he's been grinding it out for 20, 30 years. And he's like, I show up every day. Just show up. So he has the tenacity, but he's not taking any action. 
And then about a year ago, this all came together for me. And I was like, the reason why I'm able to get this shit done is because I, I take actionable tenacity. Like I understand the actions that need to happen to get to that vision. And then I have the tenacity to hang it out and continue taking them every day. So you can take as much action as you want. If it's not guided towards your vision, you're not ever going to have the grit or the tenacity to get there. So I real I think it takes both of those. I'm in the middle of it right now. Every day I show up with actionable tenacity and I get shit done. And I, I know where I'm headed every mm-hmm. day. It might not seem like every day is a step in the right direction, but it is. Because every day you step up and you take action towards that vision, that goal that you have, it's a step in the right direction. Because what happens a lot of times is people just wake up and it's not the right day and they take zero action. Mm-hmm. And that's a step in the wrong direction. So no matter what you're doing, as long as you're showing up every day with actionable tenacity and you're moving towards your goal, with direct vision and understanding of where you're going, that's what matters. That's mm-hmm. what would get you through the hard times. Yeah, I agree. And it's also about, you will agree with that, with taking meaningful actions. Like there is, we can keep ourselves busy and deep within, we usually know when we are doing stuff, we were like, yeah, maybe supposed to be doing, but the actual actions that lead to where we want to be are usually a little bit more uncomfortable and people like to yeah to push them away to find reasons again why not to do it and you said something i really like is when we have that fear perhaps of failure and starting off with a new business and i think on different levels it will show up later in our on our business journey And the people speak about insecurities. People speak about all kinds of fears. However, I do agree with you. When we have that plan, when we have this construct, this roadmap, and we exactly know, as you said, when we wake up in the morning, what we need to do and why we are doing it, this is actually security pure. This is enough to give our brain the hint that we are secure. It is okay. We're not going to die. We're not going to fail. We're not going to fall off a cliff by sitting on our chair in the office. We're not going to, I don't know, whatever our brain makes up. So if someone struggles with insecurities and fear of failure, I think that roadmap you just speak about and taking those actions that truly pay into our success account are the security we are looking for However, no one does it because it's uncomfortable. So this is, again, this spiral we get ourselves in. And I think pointing that out over and over again and perhaps listening to it from different perspectives, from different people can be helpful. What's your thought on taking action despite fear? I think living uncomfortable it, like at one point in time, I felt like like I take stuff now to the extremes, like just because I felt like I was getting comfortable living uncomfortable at one point in time. And I was like, yeah, so like you you have to grow with that comfort level. 
like you get comfortable being uncomfortable, you need to get uncomfortable again. I think you just got to do it. Like what's the, what is going to happen? You would never know. I think one of the things that drives me is I have this, this whatever in the back of my head of the, the, what it, like, if I don't go do this, what is the possibility? What is the outcomes? If I don't like, what could be, and I have to chase that. I have to go check that box. I have to go do that because that matters. I don't want to go back and be like, I let fear dominate me into just living a comfortable life that I hated. Mm-hmm. And that's what you can't do. So you you just have to go get it or just accept it and don't whine to anybody about it. Like, just understand, this is the life I've chose. I do not want to be uncomfortable. I do not want to chase anything. I just am going to sit here and do what I do. So if that's what you want to do, do that. But don't whine to anybody about it because that's what ends up happening. Then we get around each other. like Everybody gets around each other and they complain about where they're at. But they're not willing to just go out there and face the fear. Go face the fear. Do it for two years. Do it for you. Here's my challenge would be to just do it for two weeks. Go out there and do something you're afraid of for two weeks and tell me your life's not better because you addressed that. Yes. Yes. You're going to get me worked up because this is something like I become very like I see too many people just sacrifice their entire life, their family's life, the success they could have. Because they just want to be comfortable because that's just what fit. That's the norm. That's what's acceptable. It's what I, you know, it's, it's what we should do. It's what's good for my kids. And I call bullshit. Like, you know, what's good for my son to see me down here on a Saturday recording this podcast, to see me going and doing the things and building this business is good for my son. It's good for him to see the good days and the bad days. And he's five years old. But you know what? I spend more time with him than most people that are comfortable in their life spend with their kids. Probably at five years old, I've spent more time than most people spend with their kids up until high school. But that wasn't an easy decision. Like, you have to be willing to leave everything. I mean, not leave. You don't have to leave everything. I left the comfort of a multiple six-figure job to go to nothing and then move across the country and start building something from nothing. Not just a company, but a life. Don't be afraid of it. Just go do it. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I like that. I like that. It's like, when we speak about that fear and the more we think about it, the worse it gets. We blow it up and it feels like a wild ocean. Like if we would, like if we go there, we would drown instantly. And this is what, if we allow overthinking, if we allow not, you know, just sitting in that corner again and just be like thinking, hoping that somebody will come and find us, it will never happen however if we there as you say do it for two weeks and you will realize you are actually stepping into a puddle because once we take that first step it will literally feel like that fear never existed and you take the next step and the next step and the next step and this is how actually 
overcoming fear. I don't know if this is a real term, like to overcome fears, because we, we can't overcome something that is truly rooted in our humanity, because we need that fear. But just to tell as well our brain that what's real and what's not. Am I going to drown in that ocean? No, because I can swim. It's not realistic that if I make that one step and if I start changing my life, that I will now, metaphorically speaking, drown in that ocean. That's not our reality because our business ideas were planted in our heads for a reason. It's not out of boredom because one day you woke up and you thought you've got nothing to do. I think life is pretty busy and intense one way or the other. So this is always what I like to say. You are on a mission whatever that is, and it's worth bringing that to life. And speaking on missions and bringing things to life, what sparked you? You said you left that company, you left actually a big success in your corporate career because you were done doing things for others and making other people rich. How did you get to the point, or what sparked you to actually build BuilderCons? So I started doing 75 hard and what that just woke me up. Like it brought me out. It gave me my edge back to where like when I was in the Marine Corps, like I, I just, I had that edge again and it got, and I was like, why am I just sitting here being complacent? Why am I not out chasing my dreams? Like, why not? So I, I started asking myself these questions again, like, I remember what it was like to be 18 years old and have all these dreams. And what we do is we get out there and we start to just like not think about them anymore. We start to, we start to trade the big dreams in for mediocre wins and Mm -hmm. just live that. And I was doing 75 hard and I started to ask myself the questions again of like, why not? Why am I? in my mid thirties, hate what I do. Like, why, why am I chasing mediocre dreams? Like it's just as hard to go out and chase big dreams. Like to live in a million dollar house to go get that. It's going to be just as hard to go buy a $10 million house. Like what am I doing? And I really started to realize that I was doing not just myself a disservice. I was doing my wife a disservice, my son, my fa- everybody around me. Because I wasn't being the best Ron I could be. Mm-hmm. I was just being this Ron that, you know, hey, it was cool to be that guy. Yeah, I made this money. It was fantastic. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I golf four nights a week. And, like, it was all bullshit. Like when I got down to it and I looked in the mirror, I was like, I'm meant to do so much more than this. And my wife didn't marry me to live this life. Like I like to say she met me in my prime, like because I was in the Marine Corps. I was probably until today, I was in my best shape of my life then. And now I'm back and getting into like I'm in the better, I'm in better shape now than I was when I was in the Marine Corps. It's because I made a decision like that is what everybody around me deserves. Like my wife don't deserve this guy that's 60 pounds overweight, drinking almost every night of the week, out golfing, living this great just because it's a great like she doesn't deserve that. Like, I don't deserve that. My son doesn't deserve to grow up that way. So 
by doing 75 hard, I started asking myself these questions again. Mm-hmm. And it just came to the point where the line got drawn in the sand and I walked. I was just done. It just you at some point in time, God will even interfere. Like that's just what happens. Like we people get afraid to outgrow the people around them. Well, that's going to happen. Because either those people are going to outgrow you and move on, or you're going to outgrow them. I prefer now to be the one that's outgrowing everybody around me or have a core group of people that are growing at the same rate. And we're either pouring each other up or they're pouring me up. Like that's just how it works. And I just got to the point where I was just done and willing to just bet it all on myself mm-hmm. instead of just living this whatever life. Like what would happen? Like, you know, I sold my wife and I, I say sold, like I, not like a bad thing. Like I, I think like we have to be able to have these conversations is if you're married, like you can't just spring stuff on your significant other, like you have to have lead up conversations. I call that the sales process with my wife. Like I sold her on the dream of what if we bet on ourselves? Like what if we just went all in on us and what we could do for ourselves and not what we could do for anybody around us? Mm-hmm. To take control of our own lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. I was just getting lost a little bit in your talking because I really, really like, I think life true stories and real thoughts are so inspiring. So dear listener, if you have listened to this, take everything you need, cancel out everything you don't need, but be reminded that we are sitting here to tell you all the truth. We don't sugarcoat but we want you to take the next step and take control of your life. And if you think that anybody else, a friend, a relative, someone close would benefit from this conversation, please don't hesitate to share it to the world because we all deserve to live our biggest dreams and to create the lives we can't stop dreaming about. And I would love to round up this conversation with you, Ron, with my last and favorite question. What do people misunderstand about you? <laughs> uh, that's a that's a good question. I, I think I come across, I have a lot more clarity now. So I would just say that people just misunderstood me in general for a long time because I didn't have clarity. Like there wasn't really anything to understand. So like you, when you're like in that word, every, everything's misunderstood. I think uh, right now, currently, what people misunderstand the most is what I do, like uh, the, just how I present that sometimes, So, which I'm getting better at. I think whatever your misunderstanding is, you should constantly be working on. <laughs> <laughs> you do come across like you do have clarity and you exactly know what you're heading to. And I don't know if you speaking about the presentation, like how you're presenting your business. Are you speaking about the online presence? No, just like how sometimes it can come across. Like I do a very niche thing Mm -hmm. and that's hard sometimes for people to comprehend. So it's like getting that in a verbiage where people understand like this is what we do because we're niche. Like within software, within the construction industry, I'm very niche. Like we just do communication. We're not a CRM. We're not a Angie's List. We're none of that. Like we just get your communication fixed 
And sometimes that can just be confusing because people are so used to like big elaborate solutions that everything's Mm kind of lackluster. And I'm like just building one thing that is really good at what it does. And I just like that can get confusing for people because they don't understand. Like, why would you just do that? Well, because that's what needs to be fixed. I get that. We could have a hell of a long conversation about niches or not niches or whatever. <laughs> I'll leave it up for the next conversation, Ron. Thank you so much for being such an incredible conversation partner for this episode. Well, thank you for having me and I appreciate it. Hey, do you want to create fantastic reels with unique captions quickly? This script has saved me time and brought back the fun of creating reels. The writing, transcript editing and recording program automatically detects errors, arms and speech gaps and much more. I became an affiliate of this script because it eliminates the sucky part of reel and video editing and adds much value to my work as a coach and creator. You can try this script for free by clicking the link in the show notes and reach out to me if you need help with your first edits.